0: Is this, Is this turned on? Hi, and welcome to Rick Fry in real time. We're continuing our continuing our interview with Randy Jones, wildlife photographer when we talked when i talked to randy before the last thing we talked about in episode 1 was how you really enjoy having kids coming into your booth and you get to
1: all of a sudden be a teacher yeah talk about yeah. that experience i think that may be although i do it to make a living or try to make a living i think that may be one of the the most fun and rewarding aspects of doing shows. Uh, I have couples, young couples, come in with kids, and sometimes you see the kids, their eyeballs get, you know, gigantic. Mm -hmm. You can tell they're just, wow, they're in awe. And they wander around, and they're looking at everything. They want to go through all of the file or all the photos in my folders. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes they ask questions. Usually they don't, and uh, it just... That's so encouraging, and it gives me an opportunity when they pull a photo out and they're looking at it and showing it to their parents. I can talk about the photo a little bit mm-hmm. give them a little bit of information that they probably didn't know, and uh, that's, that's, that's really a blessing. And th- there's number of times uh, the child wanted something and the parents couldn't afford it mm-hmm. or wasn't going to spend the money on it and I just give them the photo. I mean, it's a little eight by 10 or 12 by 16. I just give it to them. And uh, that's that's very rewarding. That's pretty
0: gratifying. You're, you're right, it's very gratifying. And the point of this is that I know you well enough to know that you think you're not a teacher. No, no. Yeah, uh, but in that moment, you're teaching several things um, you're being, uh, an example of Christ by embracing these kids, um, talking to them and ultimately giving them a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That is, in, as believers, we get to give what we have received. Mm-hmm. We get to share what we have received. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part of what we do in the arts is that, yes, we have visions of what we want on paper or on canvas, and we share those visions, we share what we see, we share the technical part of what we do, and then we sometimes get to give it away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. I want to move on um, to... We, and we touched on this earlier. you're um, you're maybe first love or equal to is serving at your church. And one of the things you get to do at your church is run sound. And I think maybe we touched on this in the first interview, but I want to go back to that and talk about how all that happened. How you um, became involved in improving the sound of a church giving it giving it um
1: excellence mm-hmm. well yeah uh, if we go back beyond before i got involved with the church uh let's do yeah let's do that i uh i made a good living as a drug dealer as a young person in my twenties. <laughs> and uh I could afford a nice stereo. And uh I developed a love for music mm-hmm. and uh and the ability to play music at a quality level. I, I I had a very expensive stereo. I had, you know, just all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And uh I developed a good ear during that time. I'm guessing, yep. and it's kind of funny how God uses us, yeah, even in our low spots yep. sometimes to improve our improve us for the future. But anyway, uh, I met my wife, and uh, one of the you, where did you meet her? I actually met her at a studio where they taught, I believe, Taekwondo. Really. Uh, uh, Jay, my son, was wanting to do it, and she had her children in it, and we sat next to each other and, and talked during that time, and, and I really enjoyed her company, and, and we ended up dating. Uh, and now I've forgotten what we were talking about. Well,
0: <laughs> you just told me something I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know you had another son. Yeah. yeah. Jay.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, he's only... A son in name. Okay. I, I haven't seen yep. him. No, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen him in, I don't know, uh, 25 years or more. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. that's the way life is. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. That's true. But uh, where, where did we want to go? with Well,
0: this? we were talking about developing your ear. Oh, or, okay. Or sound.
1: Okay. Well. I started dating her. We started. I started going to church because it was easy to see her that way, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I started learning some things, attending, listening, and uh, at that period of time, with that church, they struggled with sound issues. They had feedback on a regular basis, wow. and and it was distracting to say the least. Yes. It's it's really hard to worship when you're distracted by things outside of worship. Yeah. And uh, so at, at one point I sat down with the pastor at the church and, and I just came out and said, you know, there seems to be a lot of issues with sound quality and is there something we have planned or you have planned uh, to kind of help correct that? And he just looked at me and smiled and says, okay, was it it you, what is it you're wanting to do? And that kind of took me back <laughs> a little bit because I wasn't volunteering to help. Yeah. I just wanted to complain. Uh, so that kind of changed everything. Yeah. Uh, so I committed to becoming involved and try to help find solutions to the problems. Uh, they ended up sending me... Uh, to a number of uh, worship workshops mm-hmm. where uh, I was tutored by people that did sound for a living and also did it at churches. And that was really instrumental. It, it, it changed my thought process and how I looked at sound. And uh, it, it immediately had- how you, a pop- how you looked at sound? Yeah. Yeah, That's I, an interesting I, that, that, phrase. Okay, the <laughs> sound is.
0: No, it's it, exactly it's, right.
1: It's it, it, it's complex, yes. and you have to. i I'm, I'm not sure what to say. Well,
0: you have to be able to see different ways to approach it.
1: Yeah,
0: you're looking at a soundboard, mm-hmm. and you're listening through headphones, and if you're not. If, This so ties into the whole art thing. If you're not willing to go outside the box, Mm -hmm. to think outside the box for the stuff like what you do, Mm -hmm. then you're going to produce the same stuff, Mm -hmm. crap, that they were producing, but you were willing to go outside the box and look at it from a different perspective.
1: And I think when I look at people that have been involved with sound for a while, they they lose their preconceived ideas of how it should be done, right. and they look at how <clears throat> uh, they can best use their talents to improve what's being done. Because you
0: not only have to adjust the microphones, you have to know the room. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to know the the um, uh, echo and the mm-hmm. uh what's the reverb yeah. that is created in a big room mm-hmm. so you have to adjust for all those yeah. I don't know the technical term you know it's equalize or gain or all of those terms that mm-hmm. come with with adjusting sound but you have to you have to have an ear to hear and then there's some technical stuff without
1: to adjust it yeah it, it, you basically need to spread out frequencies over the spectrum, where you, you don't overload yeah. any certain frequency, yes. worry. and that's what feedback does. Yeah,
0: it overloads a frequency. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you have a good ear, and you can't teach that. No, you no. Can't. I was told that by two different people yeah. that were instructing me yeah. that. Uh, they said, you know, you've got an ear, and I can teach you some things. Yeah. And I, I can't teach people that don't have ears. You can teach the technical part of yeah. it,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, like equalizing the sound, spreading out the sound waves, mm-hmm. or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's all technical. But to hear it, require is like a gift. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true with your work as a photographer, is that you also have an eye, and you can't teach that. Yeah. You can yeah. get a camera. You can learn about the camera. But if you can't compose through that viewfinder, mm-hmm. then you're just shooting pictures. Yeah. What yeah. you do because of your eyes, you create art mm-hmm. with that camera as your tool, and the Wichita wildlife as your canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, all of this comes from commitment. You you know my whole adult life I, w- I i wanted i wanted to be an artist that's all i wanted to do and it's not an easy career because there's a lot of there's a lot of time when you're not earning money oh man when you're creating work and and i don't know if i said this in the in the first interview or not but people are judging you because you're not me, I say, judging us, mm-hmm. because we're spending time doing something that doesn't appear to be productive. So, it it takes a commitment to um, and a wife that understands, mm-hmm. but it takes a commitment to a
1: lifestyle that sometimes you're not going to make the money. No, no. If if I made the mistake earlier on in setting down and. Figuring out what I was spending, what I was bringing in. Early on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then trying to give it a per hour wage, per se. <laughs> and when you're dumb enough to do that... Yeah,
0: yeah you're going broke.
1: You're going broke, and, and it, it's not good for your mental stability. <laughs> yeah and and that's where the, <laughs> that's where the
0: commitment part comes in and you've said uh, you said this in the first interview there were times when you said I just can't
1: keep doing this yeah it, it just you know if it had been up to me I would have quit 6 or 7 years ago
0: well you would have quit for a while but once yeah. you do this you you can't quit yeah you just sometimes you put it on pause for a while and you rethink and then you go what if yeah. that is the question we have what if i do this. Will it make it work? And then you get energized. And for me, I get by start stretching canvas, and I start putting paint on the surface. Yeah. Because I'm trying to um,
1: recapture the emotion that got me into this. And the instrumental part of it was Nina just always having my back and mm-hmm. always encouraging me yep. and saying, you know, you, you can't, That's you can't huge. quit. That's you you got to do it. You got to go well. You're all in. Yeah.
0: And then, you have to be willing to practice. You have to be willing to put in the time. Yeah. You have yeah. to be willing to be bad at it. Oh, man.
1: And I was very good at being bad. <laughs> <laughs> Early because, on. Wow. I was wow. very
0: good at being bad. That's yeah, really yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to, I want to go back to uh um, your your church involvement. You are at New Life Church in Norman? It's Life Spring Church. Life Spring. Where did I get New Life? Well,
1: I can be there if you want me to (laughs) be there.
0: No, I don't care where you go. (laughs) (laughs) But Life Spring Church.
1: What led you to Life Spring Church? Well, there was a period of time where doing sound was kind of taken away from me because of circumstances. And it was it was uh, very difficult to deal with for a period of time. Mm. And we were looking for a church I could go to comfortably and not find myself sitting in my chair going, that's not appealing to my ear, what mm. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And being distracted by that. Well, LifeSpring when we started attending, they had a service that was held in their... Uh, bar area where they have donuts and coffee. Okay, I'm and glad you clarified that. that. Yeah, 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 they, yeah we, we didn't really sit up in bars, no. Uh, they anyway. had bar stools. Uh, bar stools. Well, well, actually, we sat in chairs. The oh, pastor okay. sat in a bar stool okay. while he was speaking. But there was an acoustic piano in there, and one or two singers, and they would do a worship set, and then the pastor would speak. There in the room, nothing was amplified. There were no speakers, no mics, and that was just really kind of a very special. It was one on one, it and it meant a lot to me, and we really enjoyed it. Wow! And then over time, they felt like they needed to go to two full services where it was amplified and they had sound, mm-hmm. where they had speakers because the guitars. church was growing in attendees, yeah, yeah. And so, we transitioned into that, and when we did. I got involved with sound. Mm. I asked if I could help.
0: And they were probably eager to have you.
1: Oh, I I think so.
0: (laughs) You can say, yeah, they were.
1: Yeah, they were. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: okay. So you enjoyed your first experience with them because of the intimacy of that small Mm -hmm. setting. Yeah. And then you saw the the growth, and then you saw a need to um, help the sound because of the, the number of people changes the way the room sounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so what else kept you, I mean, doing the sound is way enough, but there, what else was there about that church that was attractive to you? And I ask this question because many people are looking for a place. Um, there's a lot of mega churches, a lot of big churches, and when you get into a big church, you lose that intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the size of your church is, but it sounds like yes. it's still relatively small enough where you can, um, where you can know who you're
1: doing sound for. Yes, uh, I, hope that makes I, I sense. think yes, it does. For me and Nina, uh, it's the feeling of unconditional love. Mm. It's it's more of a family than my true family. My wow. blood family, to be honest. Tell me about uh, that, why? The, you can just feel from the messages, from the people that you interact with, with everything going on there, that there is a love for one another, mm, and there's, so there is a passion to spread the word, to draw people to Christ, mm-hmm uh it just it just made it it makes it a very special place i wow. I love the place I more so than I did when we first started going so that has become family for you it is it is it's <clears throat> I, I think when you call it church family maybe that's you demean it a little bit I mean it truly it's family
0: yeah so you and you i'm I'm putting together stuff and you correct me if I'm wrong so you made a commitment to this body of believers and your commitment was to take the sound and make set you apart from ordinary that see that that's huge for me mm-hmm. becoming not ordinary is a death to me mm-hmm. I don't want to be an ordinary artist I don't want to be a good interviewer. I want to be great at this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not there yet, but it's always, it all, it keeps, it's like, it just keeps me going because I see improvement and, but I have this goal to be the best I can be at this that and not be in the military. Um, but I see that in you, mm-hmm. that you can't be satisfied with ordinary
1: would no. you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm very hard on myself, <laughs> in everything I do. Uh, I I can be very critical. Oh yeah. On everything I that's do. Part, that's just a part of it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and the the aspect of sound, it, for at least for me, is taking what I hear in the room, and and sharing it with others. They're, it yep. based on my experiences, yep. I guess. And it, it, things change. I, the really, way I do sound has changed over the years. Even really, it's different from this yeah, year sorry, than it was sure. last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those people on stage, whether they're singers, musicians, they pour their soul into mm-hmm. that. They work so hard. And it's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. People don't... The, the body of Christ doesn't really see the effort and the time right. that people on stage producing worship for the congregation. They, they have no idea what's going on. It's not easy and, and they deserve my best. Mm-hmm. They really do.
0: Hmm. So you've taken, I'm going to go back a few sentences, you've taken an experience and made it an opportunity to
1: serve. Yes. I've, I'm an introvert. I, I'm i not yeah. wild about crowds. I don't do well in crowds. Uh, and the AVL booth is like my little hiding place. <laughs> <laughs> there may be hundreds of people sitting in front of me, yeah. but it's like the only time I really experience them being there is when the band is knocking it out of the park. I've got a good mix, and I can hear the people in front of me mm-hmm. singing almost as loud as what I'm doing wow. with the sound on stage through the, the speakers. That, that that gives me goosebumps. Wow. So,
0: and I think we've already done this, but I'm gonna ask the question any what connects the two, church and photography? And you've already said it, but let's, yeah. let's say it
1: again, because I think it's an important, it's important to make that connection. Well, we've been told to do Everything to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and there's no such thing as small things right. you know when it comes to uh, your service or your sacrifice or christ's sacrifice, mm-hmm. and what you want to do to help grow the the body of christ yes what do you want to do to help spread the good news mm-hmm. and see i'm'm I'm, I'm not an evangelist i'm not Per se, I, I, I am not gifted with words. I, I struggle sometimes sure. communicating, mm-hmm. and my ability to communicate, so to speak, the sound in the room, yes, to help uh, bring people into a state of worship or a, an experience of worship mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. When I look down at the crowd and I see people doing this. Mm-hmm and they're swaying back and forth, and then I can hear them singing. That's, that's a great reward for me. I, and I would say that that's God speaking to you, mm-hmm. saying,
0: well done. Yep. So what's next for Randy? Ah,
1: well... I'm getting to be an old fart. I'm really not sure. <laughs> I want to continue to. Uh... Have you seen? Have you seen?
0: Uh, what's the movie? Um, Matrix, where uh, Leo is one of the one of the guys got has Leo in a headlock, and then there's a train coming, and he says, "That, Mister Smith, or whatever, is the sound of inevitability. <laughs> it's inevitable that you're going yeah. to become an old fart."
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And just that I, I I really pray that I can do a sound as long as I can yeah. and, and do it well. Yeah. Uh, at my age, that's kind of a stretch. But yeah. they're happy with me. Yeah. I think <laughs> I do a you're pretty decent job. Yep. I'm still doing it. Now so you're
0: delaying your trip to <laughs> Texas.
1: Yeah that 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 was because they ask you to. Yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, it, get better at that. Continue to grow, continue to experience and learn what God wants for me, what Christ wants for me. It's all about what what he wants, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, That aspect of, yes, Lord, send me, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know where he wants to send me. I don't know what he wants me to do. But as long as I'm in there plugging.
0: Yeah, this statement may sound a bit self-serving, but it takes a lot of courage to do what we're doing without having a regular nine-to-five job. It takes courage to do that. And um, I just can't imagine doing anything else. I just, it's inconceivable to think of um, retiring and sitting at home and doing nothing. I just, I will never retire. Mm -hmm. I may drop dead in this chair right here, but I'm gonna do this, and I'm going to be the best I can at it. Um, When you went into photography, did you set goals for yourself? Yes, I did.
1: Uh, The first goal was I would never use the automatic settings on the camera. I would use manual. Yeah. I would learn how to use light, how to use aperture, how to use speed, how to combine those three things mm-hmm. to get the best possible picture I could get. And uh, and I don't know if I touched on it earlier. I I really did a horrible job at that for like 6 months. It, it was very depressing.
0: It would have been I would have been really angry if you had you had been really, really good at it at it right <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> well, that isn't that just... the way it's supposed to be? I mean, <laughs> no. you watch the television, and yeah. they solve everything in 30 minutes. Yeah, or know? seconds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, okay, the, what a great goal, to learn your tool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because that's what the camera is, is yeah. a tool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have to know how to use that
1: tool. And there, there's an aspect of it of... Wanting the camera to see what I see, mm-hmm. and to make those settings in the camera to produce as close as possible what I wanted yep. in the photo, yep. and and then go to post, you know, work to mm-hmm. tweak it a little. And just right.
0: Because oh, that's so hard. It's so hard to put on a surface what you see in your head.
1: Yeah. And for 6 months I it was depressing. I would come home and I would have 5 or 600 photos on my camera. I would download them and I would look at them, you know, in detail. And I would end up deleting the whole folders, every folder sure. that I shot just sure. because there was nothing there I felt deserved it was, it was to be good worked on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went through that for six months. It was very depressing. And then one morning, for some reason, something clicked. Mm -hmm. And that didn't mean that it was instantaneously better. It just meant that I grasped something. Right. And it made sense to me. And I took that and ran with it and steadily started getting better. Mm -hmm.
0: So you're going to continue to do sound as long as they'll let you. Yep. And you're going to continue to uh, shoot pictures as long as you have the strength to go
1: out and do it. As long as, as, long as I can carry that, that gum lens around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big lens. I mean, I, I,
0: I'm going to wrap this up. I have a, a deep appreciation for what you do. Now, I, have, I interview a lot of guys, and I appreciate them all. Some more than others, but I, because of our connection with the arts, I have a really deep appreciation for what you have accomplished, and actually in a relatively short period of time, Thank because you. you've only been doing this about fifteen years.
1: 20 yeah, years. I, I got serious in two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah, the end of two thousand nine. Yeah,
0: because I was at the performing arts studio in probably ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. And that's when we did your first show there. Now, you had done other shows, I'm sure, before then. But yeah. that was, a, that was a pretty
1: that was pretty impressive. I didn't have that many things printed then. And I didn't have frames. I did. No, you, It was a pretty awkward situation. We, we, uh,
0: <laughs> we put them all together there in, the, in, the, in that big room in the performing arts studio with those clips that you put yep. on the corner and a backing. I had a piece of plexiglass, clips, and backing. Yep. Um, but it was a good show. It was a good show. Thank you, Randy, for taking your time to drive up here to Norman to do this final episode. I appreciate it. It It was fun. It is fun. And thank you for taking your time to listen to us and to watch us. And this, I just look forward to seeing you next time.